Welcome to B Squared, your weekly weather podcast. Meet Bonnie. She's from Oklahoma. Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. A meteorology major and loves to chase. Meet Bobby. He's from Oregon. Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Oregon AMS vice president and a former TV weather producer. It's B Squared. Let's talk weather. Welcome into B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And Bonnie, we appreciate the fact that our listeners have reached out to us to make sure that we are okay. Yes, we did not tape an episode last weekend. We took some much-deserved time off. Yeah, we need a break every once in a while. We don't do it very often, but just sometimes stuff pops up and we just got to take a week off. So, sorry, but thanks for your patience, everyone. Yes, we are back, and we're back with a vengeance. That's right. Yeah. How was your uh, Memorial Day weekend? I know that you were going up to the lake. Uh, it was really good. Yeah, I went up to Grand Lake, which is in far northeastern Oklahoma. Um, it was kind of chilly, but it was still fun, and I got a pretty fantastic sunburn that has finally gone away. I'm still kind of peeling, I swear. I'm so sensitive when it comes to the sun, but I'm, I'm better now. So you, How was yours? Yeah, mine was really good. I ended up working all weekend. Uh, the temperatures were great. We were into the... Gosh, mid to upper 80s, we got really close to 90. Uh, I decided to forego the uh, houseboat party that I normally go to on Memorial Day just because, one, I was going to make a lot of money at work working holiday hours plus holiday overtime, and I didn't want to turn that down. But it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. It was great. I got to watch the Indy 500. Weather held out for that. It was beautiful. Um, it was just nice to have a... a some downtime let's put it that way because i don't have a whole lot at the moment uh schedule change has come so that's good so hopefully not too long uh, i will be be much better but uh it was good overall but i'm excited to be back we got a lot happening weather wise tropics are quiet but let's start there because we are now into the hurricane season for the atlantic and bonnie no surprise it's quiet yeah, I mean, there's nothing out there named. There's two areas that I saw right. a little bit ago that they're watching, but nothing's really happened. And I don't think either one of those areas, if they become something, will impact anything. So it's a slow start, but um, that doesn't always mean anything. That could mean that it's going to ramp up. You know what I mean? So we're only about two weeks in, so we've got time. Exactly. So the first area they're watching is in the Bay of Campeche. And it says, you know, through... 48 hours, a low percent, 20% of development into any chance of a cyclone. Um, so not a big deal. Through day five, it could go up. It ramps up to medium to 50%. So we could be looking at maybe something in the Gulf. It's just going to sit there and meander near the coast of Mexico. So we will see what happens. The second area they're watching, um, it's a non-tropical low that is formed 150 miles south of Wilmington, North Carolina, and is producing disorganized showers and thunderstorms. The system's forecast to move northeastward over the next few days near the warm Gulf Stream, which could allow for some uh, tropical development. While it moves away from the U.S., the low should be over cold waters south of Nova Scotia by midweek, ending its development chances and the chance for formation through 48 hours and five days is 10 to 20 percent. So nothing too big. So we just kind of wait to see what happens in the bay first. So not the bay. Yeah, the bay of Campeche. It works. Um, so, yeah. Well, you know, every time we talk about it, something happens. So check back tomorrow because that's right. probably what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, out in the Central Pacific, we have Tropical Storm Carlos. 
Uh, Carlos is doing his thing. It is going to make its way to the west a little bit, and then it takes a sharp 90-degree turn and heads due north. When it starts to head due north, it will start to lose its strength and will become a tropical depression. But the stats on Carlos are as follows. It is currently uh, 1,300 miles west-southwest of the southern tip of Baja, California, so it is in literally the middle of nowhere. Max sustained winds right now 50 miles an hour. Uh, central pressure is at 1,000 millibars even. And it's moving west-southwest at 7 miles an hour. There are no coastal watches or warnings in effect. Uh, this thing's going to sit there and churn out into the open ocean and not affect anything. But uh, we got Carlos out in the uh, eastern Pacific, and nothing happened really in the central Pacific. So there we go. Well, you know, like we said, slow start. But, you know, just two weeks in, so we'll just see uh, how things unfold over the next couple months, couple weeks, couple days, you know. Right. Things change quick. Yeah, they do. And, you know, we are, as you said, into the early, early stretches of the tropical season. But, you know, I think the main focus still remains for the continental U.S. Just keep an eye out on what can happen tropical. But the big story obviously has to be severe weather in terms of thunderstorms because uh, we've had some interesting weather the last week and a half. Texas has seen a lot of tornadoes. We have seen a lot of different things happen. Um, with severe thunderstorms, giant hail, different things like that. But, Bonnie, you look at the risk factors for today, and you have three areas under a slight. You have two areas under a, you know, enhanced area of, um, or they have active watches out. So uh, thunderstorms are a big deal, and we actually have stuff that could pop out here in the northwest. So, eh, we'll see what happens. Well, I mean, it's definitely been active. It feels like at least you know, every single day there's been some part of the country that's in some sort of risk, some sort of watch, some sort of storms are going down and it kind of feels like it's been all over, you know? And, um, so it has been really active here in the main part of the U S uh, not really here in Oklahoma that much. I mean, a little bit, but I wish we had more. That's all I want. Right. You guys did get a nice little squall line that came through on Friday night, which was pretty awesome. I know I was watching that come through uh, Kansas and then, you know, all of a sudden I started getting notifications that News 9 is live, and I was like, huh. But, yeah, that it, that complex came through. It was nice, and that was a pretty legit little squall line. It didn't get severe over me, but to my west it did. But it was coming straight south, just straight south, and it had a decent gust front. We got hit with a lot of rain, um, and the wind of the gust front was the main issue where I was. Um, and we got a lot of thunder and lightning, which was really nice. It was nice to fall asleep to that. Um, but yeah, it was very, very interesting. It was due to a very weak cold front that came through and we had been so, I don't even know if I can stress this enough, so humid and gross last week. I mean, the sun was out, but it felt like you were like swimming through the air. It was so icky and nasty and gross and it's getting back to that now but it's not as bad as it was last week so when that cold front came through friday and hit all of that humidity i think that's what sparked that little squall line so it helped clean out the air a little bit it was still humid the next day but way better way better than it had been all last week that's pretty awesome not gonna lie well yesterday out here in portland it was very interesting we woke up to sunny skies just some high cirrus clouds, and it was beautiful. Temperatures got up close to 80, and then just about 
4 o'clock, you felt this slug of humidity move in, and it was brutal. And it's gross. Humidity is gross. I hate it. Right. And you're like, okay. And so, you know, we knew the big thing that was coming forward was eventually it was going to rain. You know, the models had forecasted it really well. The high resolution did really well with the timing. And, you know, I work for a baseball team. And so the team that I work for, we've never had a rain out. Last night was the first one. And sure enough, about 7 o'clock, it started coming down. And then it started coming down some more and more and more. We finally called the game about 9.30. But it was one of those warm rains that felt really good. And you're like, all right, I, you know, this is something that's doable. But, man, it is just, it was, it was nasty. It's it's gross. That kind of humidity and those hot rains that feel like you're in a freaking sauna. It's they're never fun. And we had some rainouts last week too. You know, OU right. was playing for the women's World Cup series, whatever it is, and they had a they got rained out a couple times. Well, just rain delay. I guess they didn't reschedule anything. Right. But um, yeah, we kind of been in the same boat a little bit this last week too, as far as that goes. Yeah, but it's just it's so it's so interesting. I mean, I will take and I was talking about this with a friend of mine last night at dinner. I will take seventy degree rain all day long. Yeah, I get it, it's going to feel nasty and icky with the humidity, but I'd rather have seventy degree rain versus forty degree rain where it's just cold. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, but again, that's just me. But yes, props to uh, OU and the University of Oklahoma women for winning the softball uh, World College Series, which is awesome. So, go, go, Boomer, go sooner. Um, they got a dynasty going there in Norman. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we're number one in like five different sports or something right now. And, yep. Um, yeah, we're pretty much killing the game right now. And <laughs> OU's women's softball has always been really good. Yes, they have been. So I think, is this our fifth national it's championship? It's fifth in seven years. So yeah, so that's the dynasty reference I made. But man, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Not that's gonna right. Lie. Come get some. Yeah. Well, teams try to. See what happens. I know. Bless their hearts. No, they're just so special. So again, <laughs> we just look at areas of uh, thunderstorms today, especially the Ohio River Valley and then down south around Dixie, um, especially eastern parts of Louisiana into most of Mississippi and portions of western Alabama. Uh, they already have discussions up for um, watches and warnings. So severe thunderstorm watch for Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. Um, I don't know what in the world GM and CW is. Doesn't matter. Um, and then other areas, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. So let's see, now I'm going to find out what in the world is GM. What does that stand for? General Motors. Well, yeah, that I know. Oh, Coastal Waters. Okay, gotcha. That's what it is. Yeah, Western Alabama, Eastern Louisiana, Mississippi, and the Coastal Waters. Which would make sense. I think there's a severe thunderstorm in southwest Oklahoma right now. It might not be severe anymore, but it was about an hour ago. Uh, There is a little dot. Yeah, I'm looking at the spec right now. It's very impressive on radar. Uh, and it's just sitting there just doing its thing. It's not really moving anywhere. No. I wish it would come a little more this way. We we might get some this evening. I hope. But right. I don't know. It feels like it's probably going to stay mostly in southwest Oklahoma. All right. There's a great Dirk Bentley song called Come a Little Closer. 
And every time I see thunderstorms, I'm just like, that song pops into my mind. <laughs> I feel the same. Just come a little closer. All right, just come a little closer. Same with tornadoes. But we do need to talk about, speaking of tornadoes, we need to talk about the Denver tornado from earlier this week. If yes. you have not seen the social media pictures, head over to our podcast page on Twitter, at Weather Podcast, and you get to see a great photo of Bonnie taken Friday night after she left the club and we were talking about weather into the wee hours of the morning. Um, because <laughs> I'm, a te- I'm a terrible co-host where I, you know, I screenshot photos of radars and Bonnie on FaceTime. Anyways, uh, <laughs> this tornado was impressive. This thing was a giant stovepipe. It was a classic look to it. It was churning up a farmland. It did hit some buildings and do some damage. But Bonnie, this thing was extremely photogenic. It was an LP supercell. It was absolutely textbook. I mean, Colorado's been kind of lucky. I mean, I guess depends on your version of lucky, but right. they've been lucky as far as severe weather this season because they've gotten quite a bit. Um, and some very nice, like you said, photogenic storms and tornadoes and stuff. But yeah, that one was was great. Super impressive. And I'm I'm jealous, to say the least. Right. It's not, you know, you, we get these tornadoes across the country. And if you get rain wrap ones, they're not nearly as, pretty to look at and you know please understand that when we talk about the prettiness of a tornado we are not talking about ones that you know churn through a major metropolitan area and do lots of damage and unfortunately usually kill a a couple people we're talking about those in the open country that are churning up um you know farmer joe's cornfield and we feel bad for farmer joe don't get us wrong but we'd rather have farmer joe's cornfield being churned up than you know say downtown oklahoma city right and yeah, definitely a field is better than, you know, an apartment complex or something. Yes. And, you know, that's what this tornado in Colorado did. Yes, it hit a couple structures later on in its life cycle, but for the most part, it was in the middle of a field, and we will take that each and every day. But the ability to see these storms in the LP or low precipitation realm, to me, is really fascinating. Obviously, we know that the thunderstorm has hail with it. We know that it's raining somewhere in, you know, in the actual cell, but the tornado is in this rain-free area and it makes for really beautiful photos and videos because you're not having to dodge rain showers. You're not having to deal with hail. It's just really pretty, and I love that. And for some reason, we seem to get that more, you know, in the high plains right as you get out of Colorado in Wyoming than you do maybe as you get toward Tornado Alley and then to the east. I mean, we've had our fair share of low P tornadoes but most of the time yeah they are wrapped in some form of rain or you know they're just kind of clouded by a little bit of rain but that's just i mean that's our dynamics here but yeah when they are clear and crystal and you can see exactly where they are exactly how they're shaped exactly what they're doing it's amazing and and a little bit less dangerous keyword little bit less dangerous just because you can see exactly where it is and how it's moving, but still dangerous because it's a tornado. But yeah, much prettier to look at without all those curtains wrapped around it. Right. You know, and I feel that, you know, that storm specifically, the one outside of Denver was really pretty to look at because you could see obviously down, you know, near the base, it was pretty wide. It was tight rotation, really filled with dirt, which, you know, again, it makes it look pretty, right? You're contrasting a dark sky with a very light brown or, or even white. And then as you look up the funnel, you start to see that this thing really roped out. But you could see how there was the main area of spin, and it was like 
two funnels at once where the rope kind of went into a very tight funnel at the very top of the bottom of the vortex. And to me, that was really cool to see. It wasn't a consistent size all the way up, which we do see, you know, a lot with tornadoes, but this looked kind of like two tops spinning on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And it was super, super cool to see that. And it's always interesting to see what the wind can do and the different, you know, dynamics that go into it and how not every tornado is the same or forms the same and how they can kind of do crazy things like that. And it's, it's just, you know, nature and science is, is fascinating. And so when you get to see it happen without anything in your way, like rain or anything else, it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing. It is. And I love that stuff. It's just, you know, to me, it just, it blows my mind. I just, I love that stuff. So Again, the tornado took place uh, June 6th, or sorry, June 7th, um, and over Colorado. Uh, then multiple tornado reports from Weld County, Colorado, which is where this was. Um, and again, they're like, oh, it's a land spout. Oh, good Lord, here we go. Well-developed tornado reported by numerous trained weather spotters. Damage to a metal shed, minor to moderate roof damage on houses. Possible this location. Tornado dissipated uh, just about... Um, 2332, which I think is universal time. So it was just late afternoon, but it was pretty awesome. So, you know, we'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Colorado. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You finally got something. Nice yeah. work. Nice work. Mm. So we had that on Sunday. It was Sunday or Monday? Sunday. Uh, and then all the action seemed to really cha- uh, like kind of head north where reports of, you know, lots of wind and lots of hail damage in Montana and portions of North and South Dakota. I know that some of our buddies like Ricky Forbes, uh, who chases out of Saskatchewan, um, he and his boys were, you know, chasing the northern severe tier of that, had some great pictures of Mamatis clouds, uh, really good pictures of some uh, lightning bolts, but no tornadoes that they saw. So they were kind of like, hey, it was kind of a bust day, but, you know, they still got to see some really cool clouds and i'll take that any day it's better than a blue sky day and you know that day the only tornadoes that actually touched down were we had one in south dakota we had several in texas and a few in indiana i think it would be so fun and so fascinating to chase through montana and saskatchewan and all of that because i just think that that part of the country and a part of canada is pretty by itself but just With some added supercells and tornadoes and stuff, I think it would just be so amazing, so pretty. So the people who get to chase up there, I'm super jelly. Right. I'm with you. And again, it's not anything, you know, It's it looks very similar to Kansas and Nebraska and South Dakota. But you start to get some cool topographical features once you get up there. You know, you have obviously the Badlands and then you have some more high rolling plains, which I think are absolutely gorgeous. People laugh at me when I tell them that I love driving through Kansas. I like the rolling cornfields. That's just me personally because it makes me think of tornadoes and severe weather and thunderstorms. Well, it's a pretty color and the wind moving it and all of that looks really cool. And I've driven through Kansas before and just took a picture out the window and all you could see was like golden wheat and the perfect blue sky. You couldn't see anything else, no structures, no road, no trees. So it was kind of a cool picture, but that's basically Kansas. (laughs) Right. But I mean, it, it, to me, it's beautiful. And again, people laugh. I was like, I like portions of Oklahoma and Texas and Kansas just for that purpose. So. 
Yeah. Hey, every state it's has awesome. its its pretty features, even if they're just boring flat features. They're still pretty in their own way. Absolutely, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And again, I know that I'm extremely lucky out here in the Northwest. Everywhere I look, I see hills. And you know, I'm an hour from the Pacific Ocean. I'm an hour and a half from the Cascade Mountains. I'm three hours from high desert. You know, I'm I'm very lucky. But with that said, I still find you know, the lack of topography, very pretty. Well, I mean, when you see a lot of different features all day long, it's got to be interesting to not see any. You yes, know, like that's 100%. Pretty, something you look at. Right. Just like if I come up there, I'm going to be like, whoa, mountains. Like, I don't even know what mountains are. I mean, I do, but I'm just saying because we don't have anything around here. We barely even have hills of right. any kind i mean our hills are like the speed bumps that are in like neighborhoods you know what i'm saying <laughs> no but you guys still have, i mean you have some decent sized hills a little bit and the further east that you go it does get a little more bumpy and hilly and stuff for sure right um but it's just not like oh let me just look out my window and you can see like a mountain range off in the distance like we're just not that lucky we can basically see texas from here we're just so flat so <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah like it like like i just said you know it's something you see every day so when you come to a place that doesn't have that that's why it's pretty to you because you just don't see it every day and vice versa so totally understandable yep and you can very quickly see how airflow is determined by topography when you don't have any yeah when it's uninhibited and there's nothing it's bumping into it can keep keep its speed and increase its speed and yeah definitely um the topography influences those kind of things for sure. Right. Well, Bonnie, we are halfway through 2021. I don't know about you, but this year has seemed to have flown by after what seemed like last year dragged on forever. Right. And I mean, like we've said a thousand times last year seemed to drag on, but also went by really fast at the same time. Right. But this year, I cannot believe that we're already in the middle of June. Like that is crazy. Have you started putting your Christmas wish list together yet? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I have too. I found I'm not some, ashamed. No, I found some new toys weather related that I will share with you on this podcast at a later date. But there's some new legit stuff out there that I'm like, okay, I want one of these. Well, my weather station that I got for my birthday last year, I still haven't put up. because. Oh, come on. I know, but I need someone to help me because I want it to, it's got to be perfect and level and blah, blah, blah. And so I just, I need to find someone to help me like put it up right so that it's not done fall off or, you know what I mean? So I just want to, right. I don't know. Well, I just want it done right. So, you know what? Maybe we call it your chase friends. Maybe by the way, I saw her on Friday. Yeah. You told me it was awesome. Oh, I did tell you. I forgot yes. I told you. Yes. <laughs> I it, mean, I totally remember telling you. <laughs> yeah, you told me, told me everything. It was fantastic. Yeah. Ooh. Friday was fun. <laughs> it looks like it. By the way, I'm watching a commercial right now where Charles Barkley is golfing inside of Dick's Sporting Goods, which reminds me I need to go get some golf balls before this weekend. So, um, yeah, or next weekend. Well, there you go. Put it on your list. Yep. Uh, we will have to tape early next week and so maybe a show on saturday because no has to be when is it we might have to tape midweek or later i have my cousins my uh youngest cousin's bachelor party coming up next weekend uh we're doing Ooh. a golf outing up near mount hood 
So lots of pretty pictures. I will make sure to take some pictures and video and post it on our Twitter page at Weather Podcast and on our Instagram page at Weather Podcast because this is one of the most scenic golf courses in the area, and I absolutely love playing this. Okay, yeah, definitely. And, yeah, we can tape whenever, and I want to see those pictures and be jealous of the prettiness that you have around you. You should be because it is epic. It is epic. So the first tee of the golf course, so there are three nines on this resort, and the first tee of their main course features an elevation drop of about 150 feet. Wow. So it's amazing. And it's great because you have to go down in a golf cart. And so you literally have to oh. ride the brakes or you go tumbling <laughs> down the hill, which, you know, not fun. probably happened a few times. Oh, buckle up and put your hands up while you go down. Yep, exactly. Well, I'm going to be having my hands on the steering wheel, but yeah. Well, I'll just put one up then. Okay, fine. I'll do that. But yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, lots of good pictures. And the best part is, and we'll get to this in a minute, but the forecast looks to be amazing. So not going to wood that continues. Okay, well, ours does not look like it's going to be amazing this week. Well, let's get into it right now, then. Why uh, Why is Oklahoma's weather looking to be crappy? Because it's going to be mid-90s all week, and of course that's going to be accompanied by humidity. We don't really have any rain chances. We have some today, and then another time this week, I think Friday or Saturday, we have a little bit. Um, yeah, Saturday, because the next Sunday the high is going to be like 89. So I'm assuming... That's just a little cold front that's going to try to come through on Saturday, and that's why we're going to be slightly cooler the next day. But mid-90s with humidity all next week, and I'm going to have to mow the lawn at some point, so I'm probably going to die. Oh, please don't. I know. I should do it in the morning sometime. But That does sound miserable. Well, out here in Portland, like I said, it's going to get better, but before it gets better, we are looking at rain and a lot of it between now and Tuesday. And, Bonnie, we're in such a bad drought, and I do want to talk about this on a future edition of B-Squared, um, the actual drought that's affecting most of the United States. And it's been a very, very dry spring. It was a dry winter for some portions. Um, up here in the Pacific Northwest, most of the state is now considered under a moderate drought, if not you know, borderline severe. So that now the fact that we're actually getting rain is a very good thing, as Luke Bryan says. Luke Bryan says a lot of stuff. Yes, he does. Such as country girls shake it for me and uh, whiskey makes my baby feel a little frisky. So, <laughs> A lot of words of wisdom from Luke yes, Bryan. Yes. Thank God for Luke Bryan and yoga pants. <laughs> That's all you need in life. <laughs> yes, it is. If you're a female, yes, absolutely. And as a male, God bless Luke Bryan and God bless the man that invented yoga pants. Anyways. Who says it was a man? Uh Okay, good point. Boom. Yeah, there we go. Uh, God <laughs> bless the person that invented the TikTok pants, too. Yeah, ooh, the TikTok pants, those are nice. Yeah. Hmm. You want to see people getting in trouble? Google TikTok pants. <laughs> yeah. All well, the things we do for attention. Anyways, back to the weather. <laughs> uh Chance of precip today, 90%, and that's going to stay pretty high through we get into Tuesday. We actually have a slight chance of thunderstorms on Tuesday before 8 p.m. Um, and then rain afterwards. But, Bonnie, right now it's 70 degrees and the humidity is at 82%. Whew. Yeah, it's sticky. 
Like I can even feel- though that's not a super hot temperature, seventy two when it's that humid, it still feels gross. Yeah, and it's very gross, and so it's gonna be that way. Once we get to Wednesday, we turn the rain faucet off and we start to climb up. Temperatures will be in the uh, approaching eighty on Wednesday. By Thursday, we're approaching ninety. Uh, Friday, we could be touching ninety. Saturday, eighty five. Sunny, eighty five. It's gonna be absolutely beautiful. And you know the National Weather Service when they put out their detailed forecast where it's a bunch of words and then it follows up with sunny and clear, sunny and clear, sunny and clear. (laughs) See, that'll be perfect. So fingers crossed, knock on wood, whatever, that it stays that for next weekend so that your golfing trip is perfect. It will be. And I'm excited for my cousin. So he's the youngest of the family. I'm the left. I'm the last of the cousins. Well, I'll take that back. I'm I'm still the last of the cousins to get married for the first time. We have another cousin that is divorced. So, um. But, yeah, so now we just wait. It'll happen one day. Yep. I am not worried about it at this moment. Maybe in about five minutes, but right now, not worried about it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Worry-free. That's, Absolutely. That's how we like our Bobby. That's <laughs> <laughs> a worry-free Bobby is a good Bobby. That's right. A stress-free Bobby is a rarity right now. Well, you just need another nap. That's all. Oh, gosh, I wish I could take one before I go to work, but that's not going to happen today. But I'll make do. I'll just, I'll ease into it. Just, you know. Get you a coffee or something. Right. By the way, Amazon Prime Week. If you guys are not here, coming up next week. So, all your deals available. Keep me employed. Thank you very much. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Mandatory overtime. What? what? Hey, that's just mandatory more money. Absolutely. And I will take that. More money, more money for the bankroll. So, I'll take that each and every day. That's right. Love it. Love it. Well, another fun edition of B-Squared, your weekly weather podcast. I am Bobby in Oregon. And I'm Bonnie in Oklahoma. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.